When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Wonderful voiceover introduction, guys. Said you are indeed listening to the Tripe Supper. I'm Dominic Shaw, and I'm joined by Anthony Vickers to my right and Jonathan Taylor to his right. Um, we should say, by the way, I mean to say this at the start of every single Tripe, but if you if you've if you listen to this, if you're a fan and, and you, you fancy recommending it to someone else, we'd appreciate that, wouldn't we, fellas? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you're not a fan, if you're not a fan, probably just don't really say anything to anyone. Don't tell them that, that you're not keen and not to listen. But yeah, yeah, uh, we're told that um, we want to drive subscriptions up on iTunes and whatnot. So yeah, get on board with that and, and pass on the word, as they say. Um, we're talking defenders. Uh, John, we'll start with Dale Fry. Obviously, he got called up to the England under-21s, made his first appearance last week for, for Eddie Boothroyd's side. I still kind of find it hard to believe that Eddie Boothroyd's in charge of that he side, got that job? Yeah, we won't get into that. Um, I want his CV. Fry, Whoever writes his CV. Fry, he's, he's been a revelation, hasn't he? We did a piece this week today, in fact, looking back on, on kind of the surprise of the season so far and, and the most pleasant surprise, not in, a, not in a shocking way. And all of us kind of referred to Fry and the fact that he's been absolutely rock solid early doors. What, what's impressed you most about him so far? Um, I think he looks a lot more you know, assured than, than he has. Certainly at the start of 2015-16, we saw him against Preston and albeit he... He looked you know, way beyond his years then. Um, it, it was still very new to him and there was a rawness about him. And I think equally, he just rewind 12 months and this time last season he was, he was on loan um, down at Rotherham. And, and that was a bit of a baptism of fire for him as well, losing most weeks and, and shipping you know, plenty of goals. Um, but in, in that 12 months, I think that you know, obviously his experience with England has helped. Obviously, you know, lifting the World Cup. I think um, some clearly some good um, kind of coaching and, and a couple of role models he's had around him at Borough have helped him. Obviously, he, he says that Jonathan Woodgate's a massive part of, of helping him along with Ben Gibson. So I think that has helped. Um, training in the first team environment, of course, that's helped. And, and, and games, you know, games full stop. And he didn't play anywhere near enough last season. And I think his development was kind of hindered by that but this season I mean he started um, in most of the, the championship games and he, he has been fantastic we touched on it I remember touching on it with Ben Gibson Vic and how he's benefited from playing underneath defenders so uh, Tony Mowbray when he first came through the Borough ranks I talk ranker at Borough Gareth Southgate when he obviously on the England set up England under 21 set up all, all very different defenders in the day but all very good defenders um, it's the same with Dale Fry, I talk Aranka. Uh, Gary Monk comes in again, you know, a former defender, kind of uh, approaching a different approach, having been a different player. Stubbs the other, at Rotherham, wasn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, Alan Stubbs, who was a very good defender. Mm. The other thing that springs to my mind, Vic, is um, I read Conor Ripley this week saying going out on loan makes you into a man. 
He looks like a man this season, doesn't oh, he? He, he? He looks, looks ready. He looks ready he, made he to looks, play amateur football. Uh, he looks bigger. He looks a stone heavier. He looks. He has the physique. Uh, I think when, when he first came, broke through, I mean, it, it, it's easy to to uh, forget exactly how young he is. Uh, when he first broke through under Ito Karanka, he was a revelation. I mean, we all knew that. Uh, he'd play the first half dozen games on adrenaline and he'd be really up for it and then a couple of mistakes crept in and uh, I think he learnt a lot from that I think he realised that what, exactly how high the bar was set and what he'd need to do week in week out to get into the team and he's gone away and he's worked at it and I think he's he, he's shown great application and, and he will look at Ben Gibson who did exactly the same you know Ben went away to Plymouth and Tranmere and York and got a lot of games under his belt knowing full well that if he stayed at Borough he wasn't going to get much pitch time so I think you have to admire that and I think he's he's learnt his trade almost he's probably got 50 games under his belt now in, in, in the championship and uh, that experience has served him well but what's impressed me more than anything I think is that He's formed a really interesting, uh, potentially very strong partnership with Ben Gibson. There seems to be a good balance there. and They complement each other quite well. They're obviously kind of the same age range. They've probably got a lot of similar experiences. And, and Ben is uh, a very mature player who, who takes on a lot of responsibility. I, I think that Dale Fry has really flourished under that. What's impressed me as much as the defending, and he is a very solid rigid defender Uh, he's so calm on the ball and what Borough have done a lot this season is play the ball out from the back and he's done more than his share of that you know he's played a lot of passes Uh, he's carried the ball forward he's gone and made himself available he's linked up very well not just with with, uh, Ben Gibson but also Adam Clayton who's dropped back into that that, that, uh, rear guard just on that, sorry to put in, but it, it fits in nicely what you're saying there. Uh, when we had a look at, when I had a look at the stats before, and between them, Gibson, and I know you can get bogged down in stats, but these kind of are what they are. Uh, between them, Gibson and Fry have, have made almost 500 passes so far this season, and less than a fifth of those have been classed by Opta as, as long balls, yeah. which shows that they're being, they're being drilled to get the ball. Now, admittedly, some of those might be to each other, might be out to your, to your, to George Friend if you're Ben Gibson or yeah, something. That's, that's, that's part of the game. That, but they're playing all the time, but they're keeping it. That's one of the things that, that, that I have been impressed by, the fact that they, they do play it out from the back and, and, and Fry looks comfortable Dill, doing that. Dill's always been like that. Though. I mean, I remember speaking uh, to obviously the former under-23s boss, Paul Jenkins, who's been in the academy setup and followed Dale all the way through. And he says that he's always been good with the ball at his feet. He's always, he's always, always first in the, in the, kind of the sports hall working on his footwork. Because as a defender, I think... It's, it's very easy to become obsessed with the physical part of the game, but it's actually with the ball at your feet. Increasingly now in this day and age, where it kind of sets you know, the, the men up from the boys, if, if you were. So he's always been like that. Dale. He knows, though, doesn't he, when, when not to yeah. overplay it. I think that's the sign mm. of a good ball-playing defender. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And that, that will come even more with experience. But I mean, he is still relatively inexperienced on the pitch in terms of game minutes. But actually, if you look at I mean, what he's... What he's seen over the last three years in the first team dressing rooms that he's been part of, he's actually got quite a bit of experience amongst him. And he was he was in and around the Borough camp when the whole Charlton weekend and Itoka Anka happened. He was in and around the mix. He was playing a few games around that time as well. I mean, he was part of a, a very deflated Rotherham dressing room, which probably some fairly choice words were said. And you know, he was he was left out of England's under twenties um, side at a major tournament. He played all the group stage and then had to. 
kind of almost bite his tongue and was left out a few of the knockout games. So I think in terms of off-field experience, he's actually got a little bit more than we, we kind of take. Good it was interesting because I remember, I think it was me and you there, John, but I might be wrong, at a press conference last year when Ito Karanka was was um, in charge, and I think it was you that had asked him about Dale Fry. This was around the January time when the loan window was open. And, and Ito had said then that, yes, we are open to the idea of him going out on loan, but... but it's not a case of if an offer comes in, he'll go. It has to be right because Rotherham clearly didn't work out for him. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I mean, he obviously clearly didn't come back overly deflated from that. Like you say, learnt from that experience. But, but, you've always said, haven't you, John? I've followed the academy closely that they rated him very, very highly, mm. and they were very careful with how they how they dealt with him last season, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. That press conference is I told him to remember it. He kind of said, "I think we're going to find it hard to find a team for Dale." Which at the time we kind of looked back and when when he said it, we kind of like, "Well, surely not," because this is a player who is so highly rated and he can he can do this, he can do that. But I think actually I told him was was right in that sense that the right type of team yeah. especially at such a delicate age that he was after going through that experience at Rotherham they had to be really careful where to send him next and I think now you know, hindsight being a wonderful thing I think that Borough's management of him at that stage in his career you have to say you know, paid off Let, Let's talk about the man who Fry is currently keeping out the team then, Daniel Ayala um, it's been a frustrating time for Ayala hasn't it since you look at the promotion I know that you know you could certainly make a case for him being one of the top two or three defenders in the championship last time Borough were in this division um, Frust- uh, injuries are really kind of frustrating niggles preventing him from kicking on last year what what is, can we see the best of him again this year do, do you expect to see him back in the team anytime soon how, how do you assess kind of Ayala's current situation at Borough uh, he, he's missed a lot of football uh, last season he was a, a peripheral figure uh, it's very unfortunate to get injured on you know within a week of the season starting uh, he's got a lot of catching up to do but we know that that he, he is a very good defender and himself and Ben two years ago were, were a fantastic partnership uh, and obviously it's a common theme there is that Ben Gibson is obviously a very good person to play alongside mm. uh, Daniel Ayala is big and physical and, and uh, he has all the attributes to be a good defender in this division he's good in the air, he likes to get forward You know, he's, he's an effective defender uh, but I, th- I do think he has a lot of catching up to do because he's lost effectively not just a sort of year of football but also his place in the queue because he not, not only has to now dislodge Dale Fry who's state to claim but there's also Ryan Sean who, who's on the horizon now as well. Mm, I think he, he needs to show a lot of character now Daniel Yala because I think his career trajectory has been you know, pretty upward ever since he came at Borough. He's, been, you know, he's improved and improved, and especially under, under Karanka, he was excellent. Probably the best defender in the division, bar none. The player we expected out of all of Borough's defenders to actually adapt to the Premier League most easily. Well, there was talk of big money interest, yeah, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so, but I think he needs to show some character, because it didn't work out for him in the top flight. He's, been, he's had a series of niggling injuries. Obviously, then he... He, when he got back in the team, he got sent off in the FA Cup, which is another setback for him, and then obviously couldn't dislodge Callum Chambers. And now look at what's happened on the first day of this season, which was at the time that you know, he was supposed to kick on. Another little setback, and it's all now about him and how, how much does he believe in himself and how much character has he got to say, no, right, I know that I'm a better defender than X, Y and Z. I'm going to force my way back in. 
What, what a decision for Monk to have, though, or what a dilemma for Monk to have, because you look at any of those defenders, and, and you know, including Ryan Shotland, obviously we haven't seen a lot of him, but he's played a lot of championship football. Ben Gibson is a given, isn't he? When, he? when he's fit and available, he is a given. But there's going to be a real battle for places to play alongside him. And, and I know um, earlier this week, or last week, I did a piece looking at kind of the, the options, uh, the various different options set-up-wise, formation-wise, that one could play. You could very, very easily make a claim, couldn't you, for, for Borough playing three central defenders and, and wing-backs, particularly with the way Cyrus Christie and, and George Friend play, but then obviously are you, are you kind of losing the impact of your, of your players further up the pitch. But back to the point, it, it's a real kind of interesting dilemma for Monk, isn't it? It is, and obviously he's, he's want, he wants Ryan Shotton. He spent the best part of a month trying to get him in. And they spent money on him, and there is a tendency of managers to play their signings. So you've got to think that that might give him a slight edge against against Danny Ayala, who he won't have seen a lot of. Uh, if it comes to displacing Dale Fry, so I think we will see Ryan Shotton sooner rather than later, because uh, they will want to see what he can do in action and how he fits in uh, alongside uh, alongside Gibbo. Uh, that's going to be the important thing this season, really, is, is finding the right balance, assuming that, that Ben Gibson is going to be the main man in the defence. It's interesting that you mentioned the possibility of a three, because it seems to be the vogue formation at the minute. There's a lot of, a lot of manager ex, uh, managers are experimenting with three at the back uh, in various ways. I mean, we've seen that uh, uh, when Borough have lined up, we've got Adam Clayton dropping in between the, the two centre-halves at the minute to make a three, to release the full-backs to go forward to provide width. And it looked fairly effective in, in the first couple of games. Uh, whether, whether putting an orthodox centre-back in there changes the balance somewhat and makes it more defensive rather than with a midfielder uh, sort of flitting in and out in that zone, we've yet to see. But it, it does provide options. Uh, and you mentioned, obviously, the... the, the the fullbacks, but I mean, you've got Marvin Johnson in, in the mix as well, and Fabio also, who feel like natural wing backs. I mean, you could you could name two teams, couldn't you? You could mm. name two back fours, and and without labouring the point, probably most most championship managers would probably take what you'd probably class as your second back four at the minute. Um, Ryan Shotton, you uh, you did the background piece, John, when he signed, and, and you mentioned his his huge long thrower. I, I caught a bit of Ireland against Serbia the other night and Cyrus, and Cyrus Christie was taking the throws for them. And it's probably passed me by a little bit. It's just how much of a weapon his mm-hmm. yeah. long throws yeah. are. He was, uh, you know, they were, obviously he was playing right full-back for Ireland. They were winning throws over in the left corner flag and he was belting over there to take them. Um, He's no the, Antonio Barragan, is he? <laughs> no, <laughs> then again, who is? Uh, there's another podcast subject that we can go into in, in weeks to come. Um, Christie, again, I looked at the stats, I'll bore you with those once more. He's, made, he's, he's, he's 19 crosses so far in his appearances, and, he, and he's created six of what they call chances. You know, you know, again, you don't know how kind of off the work these things mm. are, what's a chance and what isn't. But for a full-back, that's impressive. Yeah, started well, hasn't he? I think, um, well, I, I remember the first day of the season at Wolves, where at a time where Borough really weren't creating much at all in that first half, he... Um, did a little jig on the touchline or knocked it past the, the fullback, crossed it and it should have been 1-0, Braithwaite put it wide so yeah, he has been impressive um, and then you have to say that there was a, a little bit of a question mark when he arrived of would he be able to dislodge Fabio and Friend and you have to say his response has been pretty emphatic because um, 
I mean, I think I think he's streets ahead of, of the other two in terms of his performances this season and, and nailing down a starting place. Um, obviously, yeah, I, I think he, he's been a really, really undervalued or certainly underrated signing. We were told when he came by those who'd watched him regularly at Derby that going forward he's excellent, he'll be a real outlet, a real threat, defensively he's suspect. Have you, have you seen anything to suggest that, mate? Not really. I, I think he's fairly disciplined. I think he's fast enough to, to cover up mistakes when, when he does make them. I mean, that's football. That's the nature of, of defences, isn't it? You, sometimes you have to commit yourself. Uh, and uh, if you make a mistake, you can leave the, the door open. But he's, he's lucky in the, the way that they've been set up that Adam Clayton usually drops into that gap anyway. Uh, coming back to going to the, his, his potential going forward, I think it's not just the crosses that have, that have caught my eye, it's the, the, the ease with which he links up with people down that right flank. And in pre-season we saw it at, at uh, Mansfield when he worked with Sissolo. And there were some really neat interchanges going forward. And also uh, uh, with Adama Traore. Uh, it's not often Adama Traore actually passes the ball. So to see that he was so often picking out Christie, I thought was really interesting development. Not just the fact that it showed that he had learned some kind of uh, d- discipline and shape and a willingness to pass the ball, but also that Christie could keep up with him. You know, he's, he's pretty fast. Uh, and that's a nice little fledgling unit there down the right. And I think Christie deserves credit for, for what he's brought there. He drops a shoulder well as well. He, he beats a man, doesn't he? He gets past a man on numerous occasions. You see him do that Triore thing where he, he goes forward and then he stops and you think, no, 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 he's, he's taking the momentum mm. out of the attack. But he's, he, he, he builds up to full speed again dead quickly. He's dropped the shoulder and before you know it, he's created a yard for himself again. Yeah, he does, yeah. I think that's his best attribute, isn't it? His, his engine in inverted commas. I do think there have been... A couple of warning signs defensively. Back to back to the point of any. I don't think alarm bells going off because I think that Borough's system is reliant on on the fullbacks so much that they have to just get forward otherwise the, the system collapses. But certainly against Preston, I thought that down his side was a big uh, concern. Tom Barkhausen, I think it was, who, who was the best player in the pitch by a mile. First twenty minutes, he had the better of him, mm, didn't he? He did, but I mean, uh, in home games where. Borough are going to be expected to play in the front foot. The fullbacks have to get forward, and that means that inevitably you might get caught now and then. An interesting one on Christie, I was speaking to someone the other day, and I think in this system with Monk, um, where the fullbacks have to get forward, I just wonder whether that is partly the reason for why Johnny Howson or Adam Forter or whoever it is in the, the middle of the park look a little bit muzzled at the minute because the fullbacks are going forward beyond them, and I think their first instinct, the central midfield that aren't Adam Clayton, is to cover and drop back in. And that's, I think, part of the reason why the Borough's central midfield is a little bit pedestrian or a little bit uncertain, certainly. Yeah, very good point. At the other side, um, George Friend, obviously Fabio came in against Scunthorpe, looked good, and then got the nod, didn't he, on the left side of midfield. And I thought he did okay in that position, given the fact that he he isn't a winger by trade. George has been an absolute go-to, hasn't he? Borough's left back for God knows how long, been a, uh, and been very, very consistent. How how close is Fabio? Do you think? How, you know how. how just how much will Monk be thinking, you know, is Fabio worth a punt from the start? Or, or has Friend done more than enough in the first stage of the season to, to, to say that, no, this is still my position? I think he's very close, isn't he? he? I think Fabio will 
count himself a little bit disappointed, unfortunate or certainly disappointed if he's not in the eleven at Bolton. I thought it was telling that Friend was the first player to be brought off against Preston on a, you know, if anyone is due an off day or can have an off day without you know, too much criticism, then George is it because he's been a model of consistency. But it was still a message by Monk that it doesn't matter who you are or how long you've been here or what your squad state, you know, status in the squad is. If you're not doing it, you'll 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 come off. And that 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 was telling because on a day there where. Borough's, most of Borough's good attacking play, if there was much good about Preston, it came through Fabio on that side. So I think he's going to be very close. Yeah. I think George had a bit of a shaky start to the season, but then he, he did last year before he got up to speed. Uh, he, he's been megged a few times. Uh, he's pushed up a little, a, a little bit too far sometimes and been caught out of position. But you know, we know that in this division, he's he's an experienced and and uh, solid campaigner, and we know that that his Cavalier runs down the left can be potentially a really potent weapon for Borough. So I don't think we should write him off. Uh, I don't think it's just Fabio in the mix. I mean, again, as with Shotton, when you bring a player in, you spend money on him, then, then they have every right to expect that they're in with a shout as well. So I think I mean, Marvin Johnson's got, got to be considered as, uh, as a potential rival for, for George on the left. And I think, again, as with Shotton, the manager will want to see him in action. It's all very well doing it on the training ground and seeing how people f- fit into the, the shape and the style, but you know you need to see people in battle before you, know, you see how they fit with the rest of the team and the rest of the players around them. For all we've said there as well about the, about the fullbacks going forward and how effective they've been offensively and, and how uh, and how many options Monk has got at the back and, and and you know the decisions he's got in the weeks ahead, you, you kind of have to remember that Borough have conceded you know, the goals have conceded this season. One has been a penalty. One has been a mistake, a freak mistake against Wolves. Yeah. So you're looking at one goal, the Forest yeah, goal, which absolutely. was a disappointing goal yeah. to concede, but they switched off, didn't they? It was a good goal from Forest's point of view. But surely Monk could be going into the Bolton game and, and, and thinking, well, this back four, this back five, including Randolph, who's been very solid so far, it, you know, they've been rock solid. Why change it? Why tinker? Yeah, no, I think we're nitpicking, absolutely. I think that Borough, we all expected Borough to have one of the better defences in the league because that's what we've been used to in the Championship of the last few years and I think that's you know the legacy of Karanka that, that, that does shine on in that department. Um, I think George, George has come in with a lot of flack over the last kind of year and I, I do think that very much like Danny Ayala, Friend is another who perhaps hasn't had to go through a massive dip in form in his career so far, certainly not his Borough career. Um, and again, it's down to character. I think we we know what he's like. He's you know smiley, like, but he, he does he he'll he'll be hurting more than anyone, won't he, George? Um, I think he needs to show a bit of character as well. And I think that I think Monk will know as well that he's he is a leader in the dressing room, and he is someone who's been in the Championship team of the season for throughout the last three seasons. I reckon persist as you write. Don't change the back four too much. It nothing if it's not. Work, if it's working don't change it and it is that department it's further forward I think that, that perhaps needs to tweak it a little yeah. You touched on friend there just, just last season I know that he uh, kind of felt last year that with, with the run of niggles and the run of injuries he kind of didn't get any momentum which was a, a real shame because I think at the start of the season you look back and, and there's certain players who you picked out and you, and you thought you know they, they've really, they really deserve this, this kind of punt at Premier League football they've done it the hard way in Burton Commons and, and George was certainly one of them but it 
his body just never quite allowed him to, to get that run of games and, and you always got the impression of when he was fit he was almost playing catch up a little bit and trying to force it and trying mm. to push it so I think it was a, a little bit unfair really and, and you know it's the most unforgiving of leagues and Absolutely. you think of some yeah. of the players yeah. they played against last yeah. season you know, you, know you, don't, you don't get a chance to ease your way back in do you? Well, we, we saw it in the, the first couple of games that some of the players that he was up against the, the, the pace the power, the athleticism, it was absolutely unrelenting. And it's, it's a game where you don't really get much time to, to find your feet. Uh, and he would be the first person to admit that he, at times last season, especially early on, that he, that he struggled to get up to speed. Uh, this is a division where he knows and uh, he, he should be comfortable in. I mean, you mentioned there the, the, some of the, the, the stats that have only, only conceded three goals, but all the other metrics for the defences as well. Borough are scored incredibly highly, the number of tackles they're putting in, uh, the number of shots that, that, that the keeper's actually facing, uh, interceptions, blocks, uh, winning, winning aerial duels. This is a defence that is very, very effective and that can be the building block for the rest of the season because we know how important it is in this league. You know, to, to put down a, the basic platform is you don't lose games. Borough have spent a lot of money on tweaking the front end of the, the team and you know if, if that can gel and start to click and start to score goals then I think you have the basic ingredients there because you know a solid defence is important not to, sorry not to labour the George point though but it was an absolute joke last season that he was even on the pitch at Stoke as well I don't think he was handled no, especially well I don't think in his own concession I don't think he was ever fit really in the last six months of the season and at Palace, that, that whole thing after the game, you know, there, there was yeah. that was a, a bizarre alteration, which we won't get into again anyway, we won't labour that point. It feels unfair to, to kind of talk about the whole defensive unit without touching on Darren Randolph, who, who hasn't put a foot wrong, has he, so, or, or a glove wrong since he came in in the summer? No, absolutely excellent. He looks a Premier League goalkeeper, and that's the biggest compliment you can pay. I remember when he signed, it, a few kind of eyebrows were raised because... Obviously, the, the pre-season narrative was that Conor Ripley was, was going to get the gloves and, and that would be that. And I remember he signed in the hour before the Rochdale friendly and it kind of was kind of just a, oh, that, that was kind of the general reaction. It came off the back of a Sombolonga, so the fanfare was still going on that. Um, he was the signing that went under the radar, yet he's probably been Borough's best signing on the pitch so far. He's very vocal, Vic, isn't he? He takes command, he's quick off his line. We saw that a few times where he was off his line to make a tackle on the edge of his box. Uh, He collects the ball cleanly and comfortably in the air, spreads confidence throughout the defence. You you know that if the ball's in the air at a corner, he's going to come and get it. Uh, I think he's been a good signing, but potentially, I mean, I know it's early days, but potentially he could be uh, the best keeper we've had since the relegation in two, 2009, since Mark Schwarzer. Uh, hopefully, at the end of the season, we're saying that that is the case because he looks like he has all the attributes to take command of a defence that's already solid. And that can make a massive difference in this division. Well, after a defensive special like that, we can only hope that Borough go and keep a clean sheet on Saturday <laughs> and don't concede two or three, so two or three, so we go and kind of quietly delete, delete this from the archive. <laughs> thanks, Mick. Thanks, John. And thanks, like I say, like I say again, without without going on about that. Please subscribe if you can. Let others know about the podcast. Uh, and as for Bolton on Saturday, we'll be live on the blog from, blog from early afternoon. Not Cheers. The, not the blog. No, not the blog. Cheers. Thank you.